This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. We have to talk about our employees and how important our employees are to the whole culture of the organization and that they're trained, they're certified, they've been here a long time. So I think consumers wanna hear that and they wanna do business with a company that they can relate to. That's Scott Schieser with Culligan Ultra Pure taking part in a recent WQA Essentials webinar, Generate More Leads, Drive More Sales. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote better water quality around the world. This is episode number 283. Joining us for the first time? Well, we are sure glad you're here. Welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone you know. We're publishing this on September 7th of 2022. Find us at wqa.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And in this episode, we'll feature a portion of a recent WQA Essentials webinar on marketing tips and ideas to help you generate more leads and drive more sales. We'll hear from Amanda Krangel, founder of Lamplight Digital Media in Colorado. Scott Schieser, Sales and Marketing Director at Culligan Ultra Pure in Minnesota, and Ashley Womack, Director of National Sales and Marketing at Aqua Ox Water Filters in South Carolina. You'll find some great ideas for developing leads from current customers, making effective use of video, and working with an agency. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and our WQA tip. Now on to generate more leads, drive more sales on WQA Radio. All right, let's move this uh, into the area of, of not just throwing out the wide net and hoping for the best, but really drilling down into some points of contact that we might already have. And I know, Scott, you wanted to talk about developing leads from current customers. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's something that that I'm really passionate about because you have to start with the under, begin with the understanding that um, people do business with companies or people that they know, like, and trust. So when you start with that basic understanding, we feel that our current customers are a phenomenal source of additional uh, business. And so what we do is we look at this in a couple of different silos. We look at our our, uh, customer service staff that are the first person that answers the phone. And we look at them and we help train them on really effective ways to handle incoming sales inquiries and service inquiries. And so let me just take a minute and talk about the service inquiries. We know that uh, people, when they call up and they they have a piece of equipment that maybe isn't working or they think it's not working properly, we know it's important to get a a service technician lined up to go out there as, as quickly as we possibly can. But we also take the approach once we do that is we give the customer the option that if you'd like to have 
whatever the first name of one of our sales people are. If you'd like to have him come out uh, right away, he could probably even be there today. There's no charge for that. He's not a technician, but he can probably diagnose it and give you some options on what you what might be a good path for you. We do that and we find that a lot of customers that call up that think they want service, but it's really a 15-year-old piece of equipment that is really time for them to upgrade. So that's effective. And when we do these things with our employees, we really do it for a couple of reasons. Number one, we want to help them make more money. We want it to be effective. We want it to be honest and legitimate. But if we can help our employees make more money by offering these products and services, it just makes for a better culture in, in the branch. And plus, if we pay them for, for doing something a little bit extra, the ROI is 100%, and that's phenomenal. The second group of employees that we really put a lot of focus into is the service technicians. Because the service technicians are out at a, at a home or a business where there's probably some kind of issue going on. And so when we train them to use some powerful short scripts like, um, you know, I can, I can repair this, the bill is going to be about whatever it is. Um, but it would be my recommendation that you might, this might be a good time for you to look at and see what some of your other options are. When service people can honestly say that, when they can say, if it was mine, I would recommend looking at what your options are. That puts the customer at ease because they want the service guy to give them their opinion instead of just fixing it. So that's that's a couple of things that, that we do a lot of training on along with our sales team and their personal activities like uh, making outgoing calls to certain targeted lists like you know people that don't have an RO, but they have a software. So mm -hmm. we do a lot of focus on that. Scott, that ex that's excellent. And it it makes me think of something I had just seen, I think it was this morning about ethical communication and the whole uh, area uh, of developing that trust so that what you say not only informs, but can be trusted. Right. I mean, that, that's huge. And, and we talk about having high ethical standards at the Water Quality Association, and they really do uh, need to include what we say and, and how we say it. So any thoughts, uh, Ashley, on, on uh, Scott's approach? Uh, I think that's great. Yes, we uh, definitely value our current customer base and do have a very strong referral uh, you know, base from our customers, our current customers. They account for a large portion of, the, of our sales. And I think that it's just in providing uh, great support and service and being there, uh, you know, developing that personal relationship and trust, uh, like Scott said, you know, what would you do if this were your situation? And I think that's highly valuable. It's, it's rare that businesses offer that anymore. And I think that in doing such, you're definitely endearing the customer to you. Uh, for the long term and to the point of where they even feel compelled to uh, refer you to others. Same. Wes, yeah. can I add one thing real quick? Please. It's, we actually have four core values for our company that aren't just words up on a wall someplace. We talk them, we preach them. And the four core values are cultivate trust, act courageous, be better and create camaraderie. So the very first one and our core values is how to cultivate trust. 
not just with each other, but with us and our consumers. And we take it very seriously. That's great. Yeah. Amanda, any thoughts? I, I just love that. Um, I think so many times when we talk about marketing, we just think about, um, you know, the actual implementation of beautiful imagery and copywriting and those types of things. But none of that matters if you don't have a really strong company culture, like Scott was just saying, um, if you don't have those team members who are actively pursuing um, an ethical way to educate and build rapport with the customer base and deliver on your promises. You know, the, the customers that we've had that have been the most successful with their marketing are the companies who really pour into their team culture um, and to pour into their customer base um, to take care of them. It just makes the marketing so easy. Um, the other really amazing thing that you can do from that is so many companies have this wonderful culture and they do all of these very special things um, to have a white glove process, but they don't actually share it in their marketing. Their marketing is actually kind of bland and looks like everybody else's. So I would definitely say, you know, number one, as Scott said, focus on that company culture um, and providing an exceptional customer experience. And once you have that nailed down, um, work with your marketing company to figure out the best way to communicate that. And I think video is, an, is a really cool way to showcase um, those types of really special uh, things that you do in your company that resonate with your team and your customers. Let me ask you more about that, Amanda. You say video is effective. How so? And what would you recommend? Are you talking about a, a short informational video on the website or is this something that uh, a service tech would show in the home? Uh, there's so many different things. I mean, literally the sky is the limit when it comes to creating effective videos for, for your company. Um, you know, one thing that I think is really cool to do is to have uh, sales reps or service technicians do a brief bio, just say, hey, my name's Joe. I'm going to be the service technician coming to your home today. Um, you know, I've been with the company, you know, such and such time. I'm certified through WQA. Um, and in my spare time, I like to hang out with my kids and, and do trail running. Um, and then send that before they actually go to the home, whether that's a service tech or a sales rep, so that the person who's going to have them in their home um, knows what they look like and a little bit about them. It just builds that additional rapport. Chances are none of your competitors are doing that. And so it just adds even more to that customer experience that you're going above and beyond to treat them well and to also elevate your team. Um, you know, the person sending that email, whether it's a person who's going to be in the home or an office manager can be like, oh, we're going to send out Scott. He's an amazing guy. You're going to love him. Um, here's a quick video about, you know, who he is so you can know what he looks like and whatever. Um, so, you know, just doing those simple things. And then, of course, you know, as far as marketing goes, um, you know, your brand story is so huge. Like nobody gets into this industry by you know, chance, right? Who even knows about the water treatment industry unless you have some kind of story about how you got into it. Um, you know, and there's so many multi-generational dealerships and I don't know, there's so many stories out there that should be told through video. Um, and those can be very compelling to put on the website. Um, also start to finish videos. Like when somebody's on the website, showing them what the process is gonna be. Once you submit this form, here's what's gonna happen. Here's the start to finish process of what you can expect from our company. Um, so those types of things that are really not complicated to do. You don't have to spend a ton of that people get overwhelmed with video, but it can actually be very simple um, and it doesn't have to be complicated. Just have a cell phone and you know, decent lighting and you can really make something special. Yeah. You know, this brings to mind a, uh, a I had my uh, a couple of tires put on at uh, one of the 
larger brand um, tire uh, and auto service centers. And as I was waiting in the room, I got a text and it was a link to a video that the technician had just made like seconds before showing me underneath the car what he was seeing and what he was recommending for uh, for service. And I thought, wow, here I am. I'm, I'm getting, you know, through through the miraculous technology that we have today, information I would have never gotten just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these are these are great opportunities to uh, to use technology, texting, email, video within those. And as you're right, Amanda, it doesn't have to be a flashy, highly produced video. It might be something that that you do right on your, uh, your 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 iPhone. And by the way, iPhones are you know phones are, are great video tools. They're 4K video in some cases, so uh, you know don't don't be fooled. They're uh, they're uh, a TV in a in a in your pocket or a TV production company in your pocket, I should say. All right. Um, Let's move on. Next question would be about working with an agency. Amanda, let's stick with you on this because you do this very thing. Um, How many folks do you think are working with agencies in the Water Quality Association membership? And um, what are some tips that they should be keeping in mind as they work with their agency and figuring out their marketing strategy? Yeah, uh, so I, I don't actually know the answer to how many or what percent I could take a guess, which is I would imagine most um, of them are doing it. I think a, a very few, maybe larger organizations uh, will have an in-house marketing company uh, or in-house marketing staff rather uh, doing what they need to do. But most most marketing companies um, or most uh, dealerships for sure that we were, have worked with or um, have taken on board have worked with an agency in the past. And uh you know, I think the biggest thing to consider with a marketing agency is um, understanding and having good communication on your key performance metrics. So I think sometimes there's a disconnect between what the agency feels like is a key performance metric and what the dealership or the client does. And I think most of the time, um, not always, but most of the time that key performance metric is revenue, is profitability. Am I making money from the dollars that I'm investing in marketing? Um, Whereas the agency, sometimes their key performance indicators would be traffic to the website or maybe even conversions, which would be phone calls, form submissions. If you have an e-commerce company, obviously that's going to be sales directly through the website. Um, And so having a conversation with them about here's what our expectations are and what we're trying to meet. How are you going to help us to understand what is driving that sales, those, you know, key performance metric, the sales for our business. Um, And once you have that, you know, conversation with them, ensuring again, that the proper tracking is set up because any agency you work with, um, it's likely that they're not going to have the full picture. Once a form is submitted or once a call comes into your company, it leaves their wheelhouse and it goes into yours as the company. Um, And a lot of times those are siloed. And so we don't really know uh, once that lead goes into your hands, what has happened with it. And, you know, with the um, improvement of CRM's um, lead tracking software, um, it is getting better, but there's definitely still some issues there. So for example, lead flows into your software database 
um, does the agency actually have the ability to pull that data back out and associate it with the efforts that they did on the front end? And it all sounds a little bit complicated, but it's actually not that complicated. Um, you just have to have communication between you and your agency to understand um, what your metrics are that you want to track and say, help me to track these, help us work together, and then provide communication back to your agency on a regular basis about what's working and what's not. Um, because it makes their job very hard when they don't have the data they need to optimize accurately. Um, it also makes you know um, them be held accountable for actual results when you are doing a good job of communicating with them and tracking those metrics. Uh, beyond that, you know, I think a big thing anymore is copywriting. Um, you know, so make sure whatever agency you're working with is uh, good at direct response copywriting. Um, you know, with with uh, Google's algorithms, Facebook, it's pretty easy to kind of let these giants handle the data and go find people that are you know in your market. Um, but you, you know, everybody else is doing that too. So your messaging is so vital. So working with a company who understands, um, you know, the water treatment industry, like Ashley said, people think a filter is a filter is a filter, right? It's all the same to them. So communicating in a way, um, that helps them to understand why they would need to do business with you rather than somebody else, um, and, and educate them on water treatment is, is pretty important. So I know that was a lot. There's kind of a fire hose of information there, but um, you know, tracking data, communicating with your agency, and having you know a good copywriter who understands the industry, I think, are are very important. And that was Amanda Krangle with Lamplight Digital Media, Scott Schieser with Culligan Ultra Pure, and Ashley Womack with AquaOx Water Filters. With a recent WQA Essentials webinar generate more leads, and drive more sales. Now our Motivational Minute. What's new for you? I don't mean it in the way we might greet an old friend. I mean, in terms of how you're running your business. What's new? Or rather, what are you willing to change to reach that next level of success? I recall the saying I heard many years ago, if you continue to do what you've always done, you'll continue to get what you've always gotten. And you can apply that in just about any area of life, but let's stick with business for now. If you continue to go about your marketing and your customer service in the same way, well, why would you expect any different result? Why will your bottom line improve? Instead, think about what small changes you can make even this week, perhaps even in your attitude that just might move the needle and get you a bit closer to that next goal or milestone. And that's our Motivational Minute. Now our WQA tip, start planning now for the 2023 WQA Convention and Exposition. It's the most comprehensive annual gathering of water treatment professionals anywhere. We'll be meeting in Las Vegas April 18th through the 20th at the new Caesars Forum. WQA Business Boot Camp takes place the day before the convention begins on April 17th. Registration will open in January, but put it in your calendar now so that you won't miss this tremendous event and business opportunity. The trade show is filling up fast, but there's still time to book your booth space. Go to wqa.org convention to learn more. 
Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.